What up, what up, what up, world? What's up, we everybody? Right? Yeah, man. Geektastic Cypher here on FranklinArmstrong.com. If you guys are tuned in right now, you're seeing some different faces. Well, just one different face. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have our guest, Devin the Dude. What's up? Always acting mad rude, holding it down with the dude. How many cheesy 90s radio names can I give this dude? I don't know. I just... Uh, <laughs> Just keep that going, man. Just keep going. going. You're on so a roll. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> that felt both so far. painful and natural <laughs> at the same time. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, guys, Geek Taxi Cypher. This is episode um, 26 of the season. So we're half, technically through the halfway mark if we actually try to get to 52 for a year, uh, which is uh, unlikely at this point because... It's August and we're at the 26th, but, yeah. <laughs> but we are, if, yeah, if anything, we are past the halfway point because we usually end yeah. with around 48 in a year. Um, so we're at a little, so a few. we only usually miss four. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We tend to like, we, I know, especially during Christmas time, I, I do a few with like my buddy mobs. Uh, remember last year we did the Star Wars stuff and whatnot. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this year, though, because there won't be any movies <laughs> coming out at the end of the year. That's a, that's a whole... Well, you never know. Straight to, straight to Disney Plus, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Even if they do it, like the, the big movie at the end of the year was supposed to be um, the, the Eternals, and now it's going to be Black Widow in November if the theaters can actually get back to opening, which would be nice, but also... Yeah. But wait, aren't theaters already open? It's just not people don't want to go. There's theaters open in some places, and theaters aren't open in other places. Um, so in Montreal, I think they're open because they're allowed to. We're allowed to gather 250 people now. Damn. Okay, so we're not streaming on Facebook again, and I don't know why, and that really sucks. But we are on YouTube, Twitch, and on my Twitter. So uh, if you guys are tuned in, um, I'm going to probably share the Twitch link for people. I don't know why it's not working, though. This is a unfortunate. Guys, I do apologize for anyone who's trying to watch on Facebook. This is the... Uh, I've been having this issue with Restream... Yeah, because all those Gen Xers only use Facebook, man. I know. It's true. <laughs> and it's one of our biggest demos for people watching the show. So, uh, Twitch? What the fuck is Twitch? <laughs> all the kids are on Twitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're also live on on Facebook. So Gen Xers still like Facebook. Facebook's like one of the first things that Gen, like Gen Xers can be like, I remember when. I was no, watching. I, I was watching I, it on I the really YouTube anymore. But anyways, <laughs> no, I know it's true. Yeah, it really is Facebook. But Facebook's been taken over by the Russians, guys. Didn't we know that? Is that not what? To, is that not what the kids are saying? Taken over by the Russians. <laughs> Isn't wasn't that the problem, guys? What's going on? Someone tell me. I don't know. I I don't know these things. I don't know these facts or fictions. My 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 finger my, my finger is no longer on the pulse. I don't know the answer to these questions. You say pulse. I, I say it was a dead body when I walked in the room. I. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're out here talking about how you hope there was a. I have no clue. Uh, okay, let me just share this on my. Um, let's share this on the wall. But yeah, if people are tuned in, also you can still tune in on Mixler if you guys are, are watching this and uh oh you know what i will do i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tell people to just go to franklinarmstrong.com slash live 
uh, and watch it there because I'm going to embed it into the live broadcast page. Bong, kids. And I'm going to do that whilst talking geek stuff. Let's see how, like, like how, see, already I'm fucking up. Let's see if I can focus on two things at once. Um, much like Dave showing us his Star Wars pants. No, it's uh, it's uh, Deadpool riding a unicorn. That's oh right. I'm lord, sure. this your obsession <laughs> it, it, with it's, Deadpool. It's, it's an image from one of the TV shows or on the. Dave, TV are you in your boxers? The... <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Yo, that's a, have you guys? Do you guys ever watch John Oliver? Uh, uh yeah. no. <laughs> Uh, man, John Oliver does this thing where uh, he does a segment called "And Now," and one of the segments on "And Now" was uh, at one point one week, the every news outlet was doing this thing where they're asking people, "Well, are you wearing pants?" And it was like all the news shows across, like local news shows, national news shows, they're all doing it. And the "And Now" segment is when they do like a supercut of that specific thing. So there, it was just okay. a clip of all these different newscasters talking to their partners or guests or friends uh, on the show being like, so are you wearing your pants or are you in boxers today? And it was just a, <laughs> it was so painful. Like, it was I bad. don't know what that is, but you're like, you're, you're pompous white guy interview voice is always so great to hear. <laughs> I didn't say he was white. I'm not, I didn't. Dave, I just, I'm just teasing. I'm just saying, like your 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 this is pitch a, voice there is hilarious. This is offensive, Dave. There are children watching this show. I don't want them to think that I think all white newscasters sound the same. White newscasters matter, Dave. They matter. <laughs> I can't rebuttal to this. I cannot rebuttal to this. <laughs> no, you're not digging in a deeper hole. Um. um but yeah, guys, so we got Devin here this week. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff. Uh, but first off, Devin, let's introduce you. Uh, do you want to tell the people who you are, good sir? Well, uh, for the last five months, I've been at home uh, being in the entertainment industry. So, But just to ensure everyone, I still come wearing pants. There you go. <laughs> every every, every, pod, every podcast should do that. <laughs> All of us, uh, yeah. prove yourselves. <laughs> exactly prove yourself uh yeah actually i'm one of the uh program directors at uh, geekitcon yep i know you guys have uh, been chatting up a couple of times mentioning things uh and uh, like um about the convention from time to time like what's been going on uh, yeah. actually what's going on with all cons these days and also i am the creator behind the nerdy music series nerdstock and that's dope, dope. It's great. It's a great concept. Yeah. What inspired you to start Nerdstock in in Montreal or just in general? Actually, it's uh, it's that's a good question. Um, I've been doing shows and music for about six years now, uh, like live concerts and all that. But my passion has always been like conventions and stuff like i'm i'm an old school nerd man like i was a nerd before it was considered cool before the whole geek themes and all that mm, yeah uh, and back in the 80s uh, i was still playing with my toys watching the cartoons and uh, i started attending comic conventions probably in the year uh first one was in 1990 mm, yeah pretty sure at the uh montreal delta basically in the basement uh, what, no, uh, I think it was in the basement, but then eventually went up onto uh, the uh, the main floor. 
uh, a couple of years down the road. Because I know the first one I went to was, I think, also at the Delta in the basement. Like, what? Yeah, I remember going down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. It was down the stairs, but I think there was one year they actually kept it on the main floor because there oh, was yeah. trouble with people bringing the stuff and all. But yeah, that's where I started going. But I also did other things like at Bono and stuff. Anyways, why did I start Nerdstock? Mm. So yeah. I noticed uh, in a lot of other cities, especially in the U.S., uh, this is one thing I really give them props for. A lot of their cons, you got like uh, Mag West, you got uh, PAX, like a lot of these big conventions that that also introduced the uh, the music side to it. Like not just like a band that sings about Superman, but like bands dressed like Superman singing about like comic books and stuff. Yeah, uh, like really niche uh, style uh, bands and music. And th- those guys have been doing shows like that all over the states for for years now. And in the beginning, I didn't. I I pitched the idea to some people I knew, and I'm like, "Look, um, I want to put together a nerdy concert. It's like I want to bring both worlds. I want to bring the the pop culture world with the music world and mesh them together. And uh, basically, that's what Nerdstock. I found a lot of local bands that are actually like super nerdy. Mm. Uh, I like. Their whole concept of their bands is like their whole like uh, image is is based off like uh, some of their favorite Jap animes or some of their favorite comic books are based off of like a lot of them. It's like uh, pixel music or based off like old school video games and stuff. Uh, actually, if you check out the uh, Nerdstock Facebook page, uh, you'd probably you'd see a lot of like bands already I've worked with in the past and uh, going to be working with soon, too. So I wanted to introduce the nerd music culture in Montreal because no one else is doing it. Uh, You'll find a lot of these uh, quote unquote nerdy bands, but they'll be mixed up in regular mainstream shows. But it's like they get overshadowed obviously because usually they're openers and stuff, but I want to really put an emphasis on that form of uh, style of music. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's great seeing a bunch of guys dressed up in costume on stage, jumping around and doing crazy shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen a show. I've seen a show or two. It's good. Yeah, same here. And and what? Uh, I mean, what got you into GeekitCon then? And like, what? What? Uh, for those who don't know, what is GeekitCon? Well, GeekitCon's the uh, new kid on the block in the uh, pop culture conventions. Our first one was uh, well, the I would say yeah, our first one was last year. It was happening at the old port. I wasn't involved directly at the in the beginning with them. I kind of met them in transition because what happened was is I wanted to bring Nerdstock to multitudes of conventions. I don't mm-hmm. want to brand it to only one con. I want to bring it to wherever I can, wherever that culture is like hanging around. If I can bring it to other conventions and stuff, that's awesome too. So I pitched the idea to the guys at Geek It saying, hey, I noticed you guys don't have any music element to your con for this year. Do you want a show? And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't take much convincing. I told them who I had lined up. At that time, I had uh, well, one band that's well, more well-known is Double Experience. Mm. Uh, those are guys I've worked with on s- numerous uh, occasions. Their, their official hashtag is they are a, an Ottawa-based nerd rock band. <laughs> they also did some of the music for Destiny in PS4. Oh, Joe. Like no pretty, yeah, no, these guys are really, really good. There are three pieces that sound like a five-piece instrument band. But uh, yeah, I, I pitched the idea to them, and I put on a show at Petit Campus, which was uh, not too far from uh, where we had the convention. And uh, basically, people who went to the con also had access for the show and stuff, and uh, they liked what they saw, and uh, they asked, hey, uh, Devin, uh, 
we're, we're more into new mainstream stuff, but we're still lacking like old school, like knowledge of like conventions, like the old comic guys and artists and stuff, which they wanted to also incorporate for like this year. Yeah. So because of the connections I had in the network I had, I said, yeah, sure. It'll be my pleasure. I'll jump in. And then they brought me on board. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Cool. I mean, that, yeah, so it's, it's never oh, easy to find a niche in or like a job in the geek sphere that you get to just enjoy, you know, like unless you are yourself an artist or a writer, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of just like, okay, I appreciate this content, but I'm not an artist. I, I don't draw. Uh, I haven't written anything. Uh, I haven't been working on that for years, but I do think that there's an, there's like a specific thing in the culture that's missing. And I always, I always appreciate when people see those missing things and try and bring those pieces together for the puzzle. So exactly. I mean, yeah. that's always fun and it's always great. And I, I, I mean, I definitely know that there are people who, uh, tons of geeks who appreciate what you're doing because we've been pretty much ignored for a long time. Oh, no, for sure. And also, you're right. If you're not an artist or uh, or performer of someone in that culture, it's also really hard to become part of these conventions. Yeah. Like yeah, an average Joe like myself who has like a, a passion for this stuff, but I also have a heavy background in marketing, sales and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. And which also brings like a lot, I bring a lot to the table on top of my, my extensive network and within mm-hmm. that community. Uh, but um, it was literally landing my dream job, being able to work with them. Uh, unfortunately, because the pandemic, we're yeah. all on the sidelines right now. So yeah. it, it really sucks because uh, we had a lot of big things planned for this year, but this is the, se- the this show was the must second go year, on right? and things are still happening now. This is the second year for uh, Geek It? Yes, this would have been the yeah. second year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely – because we're supposed oh. to be on a panel, and uh, I, I know we were all really excited to do it because it would have, it would have been really fucking amazing. We we haven't gotten to do a panel yet, and there's a lot of cool stuff that we would have wanted to discuss and, and, and just like be – you know, just the idea of being geeks somewhere and having that fun and enjoying ourselves. Um, I know and that – costing you an arm and a leg to do it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the other things, right? Like it's like totally free for so Yeah. That was cool. And I know major cons, you know, one of the things that's really hard about major con culture is there's just this constant like – you know, San Diego Comic Con was originally supposed to just be about the comic books, right? Yep. Like, and and you know, I'm not gonna get mad at people for recognizing that comic book culture has fed most of the current pop culture. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that that turned into such a huge business that the original genesis of the culture started to just get pushed aside. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot of comic book. Uh, staples comic books like stores and staples that stopped doing San Diego Comic Con I was reading articles about them having to withdraw because they just didn't feel like there was enough visibility for them and Mm -hmm. that I always think that's so sad to think that they felt that way and that it was time for them to leave you know cons have evolved a lot over the years I've seen them start like in the raggedy dingy hotel basement rooms like you remember yeah grown into these massive like i call them more like museums now it's a lot of look and don't touch and yeah it, it yeah. sucks yeah. uh and also it's not like uh, there I'm, I'm not saying that these cons suck they're like no. really pretty to look at man yeah. it's like there's so much cool stuff but at the same time you're so overwhelmed that you're actually missing 
the elements which built these things that fell through the cracks. Yeah. And um, also what gets to me is the amount of money we pay to get into these places is unreal. (laughs) Yeah. I have friends that were vendors and, you know, they tell me it's really hard sometimes because people don't even have the chance to stop at their boots. And I I always find that really unfortunate because it's the idea that, you know, at the big draw i get that the big draw are now the big guest i understand yeah. the big the bigger the the guest the more visibility you have the more people come through and then everyone's expected like oh there's so many people you'll make your sales but i know some people who don't end up covering their tables at cons and that that's hard and that's something i feel that it should never happen it should never be that the guest is so big that yep. the you know everyone comes but people aren't even able to you know, like specifically one year, a friend of mine was telling me he had he had one of the most beautiful spots. He had one of the best spots at the con. He had his table. He had his stuff set up. But where he was had so much foot traffic that and it led to the signing section. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, this first year he thought, oh, man, I'm going to make a killing. But no one could stop nope. because they couldn't stop long enough to look at his stuff. They were all being literally pushed as they yep. tried to stop. And I, and I and I think that's one of the things I'm hoping that the con- the conventions can figure out something about creating pathways. I mean, aside from the the, the pandemic and the, the, the whole convention yeah. system is going to have to change, obviously. <laughs> but even before that, I was always thinking like there there should be a system in place where they can control traffic. And, you know, people can almost like jump off the train, as as one might yeah. say, to, to stop and look at the stuff they want to see. Uh, mm-hmm. because the way it was, I th- I mean, Dave, you might be able to talk to this cause you've had a table at the convention and I think you guys have done pretty well, but I can tell there's days yeah. where people can't even stop to talk to you guys. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is that, I mean, first of all, when, when people go to cons first, you have those big attractions and sometimes you have to take into consideration. Sometimes people do find certain rarities that they're like, I never thought I was going to get this. So I'm going to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, I know for us, there was a lot of like. It was always the same thing on the Friday. We'd see Friday and early Saturday, we would see people and they'd be like, I really like this, but I have something in mind or there's something I, I want to see first. And then like only then will I know if I have any money for stuff. And like yeah. the problem is, is like, whereas your friend had uh, the issue that he was too close. Yeah. So maybe like, you know, he's at the entrance of where they go and yeah. then they go right and then they go see the person and they go do like a whole you and they never go back to see him. Yeah. Whereas I feel for us being in the artist row in, in one year specifically, we were so far back that by people, by the time people actually got to our row, they'd already spent, they had no money. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of, the the best spot is to be actually as dead center in the con as possible. So that when people leave the main attraction, they'll at least get down to you and maybe have some extra money. Yeah. But then again, you also have some people who are like, uh, I'm going to come back. I just want to check out something else. And then they come right back and they get everything that they wanted too. you know? So it's like, it's also, I guess the, the attraction of whatever you're selling as well. Like some people, like I find that there's different example. I think the, the problem between someone selling a comic book versus someone selling just art versus someone selling like toys and or homemade yeah. stuff. All of you have different types of hurdles because for example, like when I go to a con, and I, I, I find this funny to say because I'm in I'm in the category that I completely avoid is I don't usually go down the artist alley because mm. for me, I'm usually there to get stuff. 
Like I, I want the get... opposite. I actually like the artist alleys better. I love seeing the local artists. <laughs> I roam. I'm a roamer. I go in and I go aisle by yeah. aisle and I just look for stuff. And I, I do agree with what Dave's saying with regards to running out of money early. But sometimes what I try and do is I put myself on daily budgets. So like Friday, mm. I can only spend this much money. Saturday, I can only spend this much money. Sunday, I can only spend this much money. But sorry, Dave, I'll let you finish what you were saying. No, but I was just going to say like, you know, so but like, I still also go down the, the aisles like what you were saying, but it's just that although I take a little look, uh, usually I don't really buy comics because for me, I have my pull list and that's all I'm taking really because I have what I like to collect. Yeah. But where, but there are times that someone's selling a comic book, but he has such good art that I'm like, oh, well, maybe i pick up a piece because like example at my house right now, there's two specific pieces or sorry, three specific pieces I got at Comic-Con. Uh, one every year that was great like one year i got um i saw a guy he's like i do artwork for these comic books and he's like i also do these um like random art and he had like the three robins in like three different images in a, a big shelf uh, sorry um glass casing which yeah. was great there's one and there's one year i got a lineup of all the the female villains from batman which was great and oh, there's dope. one year that i actually got something from my bedroom that was like just uh it goes to like avatar I have Aang sleeping with his like little uh, uh, Miko, I think is uh, or I forget the little a- animal name. It's like oh, the little like squirrel. spider monkey flying. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, he has his name escapes me. He's sleeping there, and then they're both sleeping like he's sleeping in a circle, and he's sleeping in a circle, and they're sleeping in a circle on Appa. And it's just uh, like, yeah. that's cute. Yeah, yeah it's like tough. one of those things that I see. I'm like, this is adorable. You can't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you're like, and then you see everyone else's stuff. You're like, I gotta support somebody. But like, honestly, for me. Against my own detriment, I guess. Like, I'm not really big on buying comic books. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole comic book industry in itself is having a kind of revamp these days. That's a whole other conversation. I mean, Comic Gate has caused such a stir. There's a lot of conversations being happening right now about what it means to be a comic book fan, what it means to be a comic book artist. Um, I'm always shocked by the idea of, like, freedom of speech. Like, these, there's so many people who yell freedom of speech but aren't ready for uh, the consequences. Freedom of speech mm-hmm. doesn't mean freedom of consequences. We've had that conversation before. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're going to be like, uh, what's his name? Van Sh- Shriver, the comic book artist who worked yeah. on The Flash back in the day. Like, dude, I... I, I I, and I have Van Shriver originals that I, well, I used to, I don't even, you know, ever since I moved, I haven't unpacked half my stuff, but I have an original uh, flash sketch that he, that he sold me uh, years and years ago. And then to f- see some of the things that he's written, I was so sad to, to, to find out that that's the type of person he is in his heart, uh, you know? Um, and then, and then to see that not only just that, but there's there's multiple people like that in the culture um, who just constantly yell social justice warrior, uh, but d- don't want to take responsibility for some of the stuff that they're saying. And it's just like, uh, OK, I mean, that's that's a weird way to play this game. Uh, you know, th- <laughs> if it, also you're in an industry now where uh, and it's funny, I would say that nerds, comic book nerds and nerds are the first people who would have figured out how to acquire content for free. Is that a fair statement? (laughs) I'm not trying to be mean, but is that a fair statement? Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. So if you're in an industry where the, 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 the classic nerd image and idea 
is someone who will figure out the, the best way to get free content, you might want to expand outside of that fandom and hope that other people who are willing to pay for stuff will start to pay for stuff. Yeah. At least in that's... Our culture, it's all... Sorry, go on. No, I, I, I said at least in my opinion, as I see yeah, it. No, no, of course, because like like you said, like the culture, it's really funny how you say that because like the nerd culture is one like we're explorative, right? Like we'll figure out how yes. to link things together and how to figure out puzzles and whatnot. So why wouldn't we figure out the puzzle of trying to get some stuff for, for free? Regularly. Puzzles, Ner nerds, nerds are the reason for Napster. Nerds are the reason for yeah. Crunchyroll. Nerds are the reason for half the sites that you guys are only learning about now where you can view content. Uh, and nerds are the same people that will find a way to read your comic books for free. Um, and then when the, the culture expands outside of nerd and it's a lot more people paying attention who themselves get converted into like nerd culture and like start reading comic books and are like interested in this stuff and they're not but they're willing to pay because they're just like, oh, what's this indie title that I'm hearing about? Oh, okay, well, I'm going to actually pay for that. But then they read the comic book and they have opinions on it. And then those opinions might not gel with who you are as a writer. So now you get mad. And now you're yeah. out here saying all sorts of really crazy stuff and calling them social justice warriors because they've pointed out that they're not cool with some of the stuff you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's, or that's doing. Fun. That's a whole other... That's all a discussion. Yeah. But so, speaking of nerds liking puzzles and shit and figuring things yeah. out, Devin, isn't there like a scavenger hunt? That yeah. 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 So basically, like I said before, the show must go on because uh, the this year, it, it's still very uncertain times. I know many of the conventions of, are trying to like our, our fingers crossed for like October and yeah. November even. Uh, I know like uh, the ones in Toronto, the other big ones here in Montreal, they're all still hoping that we can do it. But uh, we're just taking it day by day. But in the meantime, what we have organized is the first ever Geek It Hunt, scavenger hunt here in Montreal, set to take on August 29th, uh, starting at 1 p.m. So basically, we worked in association with uh, Amaze Escape Game. Cool. Uh, mm -hmm. They're one of our uh, so affiliates that uh, were also at the, the con last year. They were also going to be at our convention this year. Mm. Last year, they had they brought their escape car to the convention, which was really cool. Mm. Uh, they had something else really cool planned for this year. I don't want to reveal it because it's still part of the planning yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But um, so what we did is it's like we need to do something because one thing that's makes us very different from the other conventions, we're very new. Year two was crucial for us yeah, uh, because we only had the one con. And obviously, it's hard to judge a con based on its first one. Yeah, We had some hiccups. We had some goods. We had some bads. We had a whole bunch of things. It was a learning curve for the convention. But I personally, another reason why I jumped in with them is I see a lot of potential with this convention. These guys have a huge plan ahead of them. And I'm very excited to when we'll be able to actually reveal what those plans are. But we we're supposed to reveal them after the second con. Yeah. But to remain relevant within uh, within the market, uh, we can't just keep sitting back and doing nothing and hoping to God that we're going to be able to have our second con because we'll just get lost in translation. Mm. So basically, during the entire summer, we've done like uh, 
some video panels uh, we were streaming, like uh, we're getting some uh, guest celebrities doing talks for us, uh, one-on-one, uh, 101 lessons and stuff. And now for the end of summer, we're doing the uh, Geek at Hunt. So basically what this is, it's literally a scavenger hunt across like sections of Montreal. Hmm. Uh, the team, uh, it's the, I believe our, our capacity for, we're, we're trying to reach around, uh, 500 people, but no, it's not all at once totaled. Yeah. yeah uh, basically we're, we're looking for team sizes. So basically three to five players per team and every team gets divided, uh, by a wave of 15 people for every 30 minutes. Okay. And, uh, we start off, uh, our starting off point is the meltdown lounge. You sure. know, the meltdown it's on Saint Denis. I, I I had the yeah. uh, I wrote the address, uh, two twenty thirty five Saint Denis Street. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting off there, and we're gonna. We're, it's like a actually. Here I'll read you the exact synopsis. Uh, a mad scientist has opened a portal to the world of magic and fantasy in the city of Montreal. We need your help to find and close the portal before anything bad happens. I wonder what that could be. <laughs> Geek at Hunt is an anime and video game theme outdoor escape game where you'll explore the city and solve mysteries in the downtown area of Montreal. This game respects social distancing and safety measures, of course, are all taken in place. Awesome. So, yeah, this is exciting. We already got... Uh, I had a question. We already got quite a few people uh, talking about it right now. It, is it is it like walking distance type thing? Will people need like to bike? Will people be able to take the metro? What's... I think a lot of it is going to remain in walking distance area. Cool. Uh, cool. We're okay. trying to keep it spread out, but a little more centralized, like Saint-Denis, Saint-Laurent area around okay. there. Okay. Uh, we don't want this. Obviously, we're not going to send people from the east to the West Island, although I'd, <laughs> I'd find that'd be funny. Oh, God. <laughs> Answer me this three. <laughs> Riding on the train on a, yeah, on a Saturday. Like, They're oh, just man, like, you meant Montreal West, yeah. not Montreal West Island. <laughs> They're like, wait, we have a train in Montreal? What the hell? <laughs> What's going on? It's a magical Earth train. Clint. It just appeared. It's like, oh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> There's stuff past NDG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. And here's the best part about it, uh, because we want to encourage people. Basically, it's hard. Obviously, no one wants to be indoors. And we've been, yeah. I, for one, have also been stuck indoors for like the last five months or so. Yeah. And I think getting outside would be something really good. Um, and we're not charging a penny for this either. It's totally free. So that's awesome. Cool. And is it is it something that we if you want to go right do we have do we just show up or do you have to buy a ticket oh not buy a ticket uh, there, but get a raffle ticket or something to say you're part of it basically uh you have to register yourself okay. and if you want to register a team uh you can go to our facebook page i'm not sure where i can add the link in this thing on your uh but uh there uh i have the link here yeah you can just send it to hunt. us yeah Copy. Send it to us and put it in the description of the episode. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, just email yeah. it to us after. But um, but uh, yeah, you got to register. And right now, the way it's going, there's only seventy spots left. <laughs> okay. No way. Yeah. And it was cool. originally how many people did you were you guys planning to have? I think the original number was close to five hundred. Realistically, I don't think it's going to be that many. Okay. But um, I I know the numbers have changed a bit. Uh, Tom was supposed to bring that up today, but unfortunately, uh, he wasn't he's indisposed. Yeah. And uh, but uh, right now, from what I know, is there's only seventy spots left. Oh wow! Hey man, 
Yeah, I, like and, you said, people are dying to get outside. Uh, August 29th. At 1 p.m. But yeah, I, 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 if anything, people are dying to get outside. People are, people oh, I want. I think this is great. It's yeah, family people... oriented. It's fun. It's like play, and it's organized by one of the popular escape game uh, companies here in Montreal. And, yeah. And, and assuming that you're like, how, uh, if, if you're novice or if you're expert at like hunting, for lack of a better term, uh, what would be around the, how long it would take to actually complete the, the course? Do you know? Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Not right now. Okay. Well, if anything, but basically, this game is designed. That's part for of the fun, right? Everybody, we're not making it like super hard for like only those who are experienced. We want everyone to have a good time. So, doesn't matter if you're a novice, an amateur, or a high qualified like game puzzler guy or whatever. Uh, no, this game is really for everyone. It's also meant for the like families to come with their kids just to have fun outside, man. Yeah. All right, man. That's dope, guys. You heard it once again. It's gonna be uh, and the start time is one p.m. I think I saw. One uh, p.m. It is. Yeah. So it's a uh, Saturday, so, August twenty Yeah, at uh, twenty thirty five Saint Street uh, in Montreal, Quebec. If you guys need directions, you can go on to uh, Geek It Con's uh, Facebook event. You can look up Geek It Hunt, and you'll find the Facebook event very easily. All the information is there. That's dope, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if I will be able to do it because I will be starting back at the office right after that. So I'm going to be in a little yeah. bit of a slight panic mode with regards to figuring out going into the office and, you know, trying to see if my uh, hazmat suit fits properly. Uh, <laughs> but we'll yeah, I'm looking at those to get my kids for school because I can't have them home. We need to work, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, going back to school. Um, that's already a, that's a whole other scary oh my conversation. God, another thing I don't even want to jump into right now. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know what um, we can? Speaking of schools, Umbrella Academy, folks. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about only the first two episodes because Dave is too lazy to watch. Boo, Dave. Yeah, da Dave, <laughs> Dave was just like watching Netflix. That takes too much time. I have my I girlfriend to spend time on. with. It's too much. There was a season two, <laughs> you know, lost in space, this young man. But yeah, guys, uh, Umbrella Academy season two has started and uh, the reviews have been very positive. I don't know if you guys have heard or seen any of the reviews, uh, but Toby, who was uh, telling us early on that he was seeing a lot of great positive reviews for the, the series. And then we were just like, I was very excited. And then uh, it launched on the 31st. My partner was working, so I didn't get to binge race it like I usually do. But if anything, that was actually probably the nicer way to watch a series. We watched two episodes a night. And then on Sunday, I think we finished it off uh, in one shot. And it, it's 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 solid. Um, we're only going to talk about the first two episodes. Dave, we're going to let you go first so that we make sure we don't yeah. go past what you're discussing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing I really liked uh, is they, they had like a, I mean, when I was watching, they had like a two or three minute like video of like, saying, yeah, like the a recap, recap of yeah. the last episode, which I thought was done like very well. Very well. Um, yeah. I also found like, cause you jump into it right away. Right. Like the meteor is hitting earth. Uh, and it's actually funny. Cause like once I saw the intro video, I was like, I still want to watch the last 10 minutes of the last episode because I want to remember like the little things that happen to certain people. Mm. Um, but what I liked is within the first episode or two, you get a splash of everyone and you get splash of questions for everyone. So yeah. first and foremost, uh, when they try and do a time travel, 
instead of all landing at the same spot, they're all landing in the same spot, but at different time periods, which was really, yeah. I thought it was an interesting twist. Uh, I was a little thrown off because I, at the end of the, the first season, you kind of see them regressing in age a little bit potentially. Uh, but they decide to just go with their regular bodies, which I think is a smarter choice. I, I didn't. Um, do you notice them regressing in age? I didn't notice that. I noticed. I noticed a little bit of that when they were when they were doing the, the last transport. And yeah, but that sense me, that would have been. I made my eyes were playing tricks on me because in my brain I'm like, well, they should all regress like five did, but alas, they didn't. Oh yeah, um, that would have been really bad for the casting though, because they would have yeah, to recast the entire. Yeah. Thing. Um. But, uh, sorry, I'm just going to clean this thing off. Um, no, they all arrive in their different spots, and then yeah. five arrives, and he's like... Yeah, he arrives... He arrives ri- last. Yeah, November 25th, is- 1963. Yeah. And everyone yeah. else arrived between 1960 and that date. So I think... Exactly. I think... I th- is Diego the last one who arrives uh, September of 1963? It goes. The first person to arrive is um, Klaus. Then it's. Uh, oh yeah, true, Klaus. Alice. Uh, no, that's not her name. Is it Alice? Alison? Allison. Allison, that's it. Yeah. She arrives. Then Luther arrives. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's then, like then it's pa- like then Ellen Page arrives. Uh, yeah, Vanya. Arrives, and then Diego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So- he only arrives seventy-five days. Before um, five does, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That that was one of the things that I thought was very interesting. Uh, I mean, we've already they've already alluded on the sh- show to five's powers not being the most accurate when he's trying to time travel. Um, that and that was one of the things I found very interesting because five can teleport, but he can also time travel, but he's not very good at time traveling. And the commission has devices that allow them to time travel. So I was always just like, it's one of those situations where like, he doesn't need a device to time travel. So why is he working for the commission? And that was, anyways, that was a whole other thing that I I, I found interesting because I was wondering why why even include the commission. But the commission is very interesting as a, I guess, villain or another organization that he just has to deal with on the regular. Yeah. And what I liked, what I loved was actually Diego's and Five's first interaction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because Five goes to find him in the, the insane asylum because, you know, uh, he, he arrives, he has all his knives out and he doesn't realize what he's doing. So he obviously gets taken to the insane asylum because he's like, oh, I'm going to go protect John F. Kennedy from being shot because he arrived only so many days before his death. And like, yeah, yeah, this guy's a crazy person. And then when Five arrives, he's like, oh man, like, cool like so we're gonna get out of here or whatever like you know they've been keeping me here he's like well why are they keeping you here oh because i want to uh save jfk uh, save the president he's like oh well that can't happen so yeah yeah i'm gonna go now but like he's batshit crazy i freaking love that moment and i i gotta say i found that super annoying that he that his first thought was to completely change the timeline he knows as someone who's from the Umbrella Academy that like doing something like that probably the last thing you should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he was determined it, to do it. Yeah. Yo, dude, plan two afterwards, right? Because like when he's talking to him, like then I want to take the box and I want to go even further back in time and kill Hitler. And you're like, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, Diego. I mean, it's a good idea, but no. <laughs> 
I think one of the things that they make clear in season one and a bit of season two, uh, and without spoiling anything, is that Diego definitely has a hero complex. Um, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that Diego sees himself not just as part of the Umbrella Academy, but he actually sees himself as kind of like a Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, uh, Five even says it when someone's talking to him. He's like, imagine Batman, but yeah. a little lower. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's just funny. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I will say this. Like, him and Diego's interactions, especially compared to the last season, was was very, very, very entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I find it, I actually found it weird how each person... The only person who like remained themselves was Klaus. Everyone else like really <laughs> yeah. changed. Like El- that's a I good mean, point. Devin completely forgets who she is. You yeah. have uh, Vanya. Um, uh, Vanya, that's it. Yeah. You have Luther, who's like doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, like, Luther. Like, I need your help. He's like, I don't give a shit, and walks away. I'm like, really? L- Luther. Um, L- one of the things with Luther is, hey, hey Toby hey, jumped hey, in. Hey. <laughs> um. Sneaks. One of the things with Luther is, and I, I think they were trying to stay true to the comic book a little bit. Uh, I think you might be muted, Toby, just in case. I'm not sure if you're... Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think one of the things that they did with, with Luther was they tried to stay true to something that I saw in one of the other comics where he decides he doesn't want to care anymore. Like, he just wants to bounce out. Um, yeah. He's kind of just like... he's. He, he seems like he's over the whole superhero thing and he decides he's going to bounce. And uh, at the end of the comic that I was reading, because I was trying to understand, because I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but the the last episode ends on a cliffhanger as a smart Netflix series should um, yeah. and nods to something that even the comic book hasn't gotten to yet. Dude. Yeah. So everyone else here only saw the first two, right? Dave has no, has only seen the nice first. nice to me because I only yeah. got to watch the first two. Yeah, so we're oh, only since sticking when to. Are, since when are we nice to Dave? We should just tell him. <laughs> no, we were uh, we were going well, to. Now that, we're, now that we're four, I could actually walk out and you guys can talk about whatever you want. No, no, I just well, I just thought I'd drop in. Uh, sorry, but I didn't on you guys this conversation. I'm back for a day to resupply before going back to the cottage. So I uh, I, I decided it. I might as well jump in real quick before we're going to do all that. Um, <laughs> But I heard Dave, you were saying something about um no not Dave, but Doc, you're saying something when I, I was watching you guys, by the way. Yeah, See, I watched the show and I'm not here. Bon, uh, but, you, but you were talking about the commission and why they're needed. Yeah, I like I get the commission is important as a fo- uh, like a, a foil for the Umbrella Academy. It's kind of like the, it takes this whole organization to try and stop these five. But at the same time, I was just like, if we're being honest, the commission doesn't really I mean, not to spoil again, but the commission itself doesn't seem like the villain. It's elements in the commission that seem to be causing issues. Yeah, because yeah. they seem like an entity that's always been around to make sure the timeline always stays the time. Like each timeline yeah. is exactly as they should be. Yeah. Um, but the reason he joined them and uses the briefcase is because he can't really control his powers in terms of how far or how far forward he jumps yeah. or backwards he jumps. Yeah. That's pretty much the the main reason he he still has to use a briefcase. And it's funny um, too. One of the things, and I don't, I, I I'm spoiling something, but technically not spoiling because they discuss it in the first season. He's told not to try and do big jumps. It's the idea of like doing incremental, seconds. yeah, like yeah. to build up, and that comes back again this time. And mm-hmm. I found it weird that at, at this point, oh, we just lost uh, 
Did we lose uh, Devin? Ah, uh, damn. I'm here. No. Oh, sorry, Devin, because your uh, image just disappeared. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, it's it's my it's my fault, man. I apologize. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just weird because I, I I was watching it and I was just like, but I don't understand why why make that decision uh to just constantly try and push yourself to the max where even dude in season 1 you did that and you you messed up a calculation and made your and locked yourself in a child's body you but, know what i mean that, like oh i can't say anything no, I know exactly. Yeah, we can't spoil it too much. <laughs> Damn you, uh, Dave! <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll uh, leave you. Yeah, I actually had time while I was away to watch it, so I, I got I got pretty far ahead. Um, no, it was overall. I think this was a great, great, great season. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how I was not really able to predict much. Yeah, that's what I find is that, is, so Yeah. Yeah, it's like they. I don't know if it's on purpose. It's it's so cleverly. Is it is it like clever on purpose or accidentally clever in that yeah. sense? You know what I mean. The only thing I've been questioning about the group, especially, and I find it funny that I have so many questions by just only really watching like two episodes in like fifteen minutes or whatever I've watched. Like, I wonder if these guys are actually stuck in a loop. Like, I wonder oh. if the umbrella academy itself it's like they're just fighting before they're supposed to die because technically can you refresh me be. before you continue can you refresh me on how sec episode two ended diego gets stabbed it ended with him with uh diego fighting his dad yeah oh, okay all right stabbed. so you haven't you haven't seen much um but sorry go ahead so you're wondering if they're like, stuck in a loop yeah which is because like even if you don't seem much right like because what happens right away when you start in this season is that he arrives and it's the apocalypse again and then he's like yeah. you gotta go back 10 days and the guy tells him that oh you have you have you have 10 days just like last time plenty of time to figure out the problem and i'm there like right away i'm like is this show just gonna end up being every season just a new way of them trying not to <laughs> die I like that theory. I like that theory because that's kind of like a that theory. That's like the show Dark, actually. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say I was that's exactly what that is. It's well, that's the show it's Dark. it's it Nor just... it's Norse mythology. That's yeah. That's what you're, you know. It's it's the idea of Ragnarok. It's it's, it's, it's just Hawk a cycle. Man and girl. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah there's actually a lot of mythologies uh, that play the on the the Atlas? the cycle. Atlas holds it on his back, the world on his back, and he the throws down the, the thing and he has to pick it up and then just No, you just that's two mythologies you're mixing up. Atlas yeah. does <laughs> That was great though. That was great. Uh Atlas hey, that wouldn't be a bad idea for its own show. Yeah. Atlas <laughs> does have the, the world on his shoulders that uh you know he does pawn off to Hercules at one point. Um, but yeah. there's another guy whose punishment in, I guess, Tartar I, I don't know if it's Tartarus or if it's on Earth, but his pun punishment is to roll a rock up the hill every day and to just watch it. At the end of the day, when he gets to the top of the hill, it just rolls all the way down again. Um, That's deep. And then, uh, there's actually a dope movie called Triangle that that plays off of that, which is really, really good. It's a, it's a horror thrill. You would love it, Toby. Oh, I might. I might look it up. You give me another movie to watch at the oh, cottage. Oh, God. Horror. <laughs> you kids right. in your horror. <laughs> oh, man. What were you guys, what other show were you guys uh, talking about watching? Uh, Dan was about to tell us about uh, War on Cybertron, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of War on Cybertron, too. But Devin, do, yeah, did, I I fell out of uh, Transformers in terms of TV shows a while back. This show so would I'm bring not... you right back in, man. It oh, was go... so well done. 
I have your, here's your entry. Let me know. How. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched all the episodes, but I have to say what I've seen so far. I do like it. I do like it. Well, this is what's really cool about what they did with this one. First, it's only six episodes, so it's not like uh, something that's really long right now. And they're short episodes, too. They're like 23 minutes an episode or something like that. Yeah. Um, but right now, with the, the focus of this story is literally the war on Cybertron, like pre-taking off on the Ark, going landing on Earth and all that. Like the build-up to that, like the separation, like who ends up staying on Cybertron and who ends up leaving and stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of like... There was actually really intelligent writing printed in this series. So, like they actually put effort. The only thing that kind of bugged me a bit is uh, the guy who was doing uh, Prime's voice kind of had like a Shatner thing going on. He's like, you know, we have to like the, the whole like, <laughs> delaying yeah. thing when he was talking. But uh, besides that, um, it was it was freaking cool. Uh, so animation is well this done. The story takes place on Cybertron. On right? Cybertron, like the war between, like the the big war between Automots and uh, Decepticons. Decepticons, okay. Because um, I know there was another show, fuck, way back when we were oh, kids. They've, I done, they've done so many. They've had uh, Transformers Prime. They've had the one where they were organic beings. Oh, oh uh, that? Beast Machines. Like, yeah, oh, oh, or Beast War. Beast yeah, Beast Wars. It was okay, called Beast and Wars like, and called Beasties in Canada. Okay, yeah, and yeah. they were like organic. They would yeah. okay, cool. I actually really like that one. Is no Beast Wars is really good. Beast Machines was terrible. <laughs> they had some good mo. They had good storylines. They yeah. didn't. Ah, uh, no, movies. they killed it, man. They, I'm sorry, oh, man. They did Beast Machines. Not, I thought they destroyed. Nah, they destroyed the whole philosophy of Beast Wars when they did Beast Machines. But anyways, back to War of Cybertron. Yeah. Um. They go in a lot of in-depth, like they do a lot of character building. Obviously, they didn't keep to the script like 100% from like the original G1, like Bumblebee in this one. They didn't make him like some badass killing machine like they've done in the movies. They kept him in his original form. Yeah. But he wasn't an Autobot. He was he was uh, he was a rogue. Yeah. He was like a, a which scavenger. I, which I thought was really cool. I thought that Actually, was super it was cool. really neat because yeah. he, his whole purpose for living was just to survive and he didn't choose sides and i don't know if you saw the episode of sound blaster not yet uh, oh my god don't spoil anything but I, no uh, i i, I uh, i've only this, seen that was a big one i wanted to bring out but yeah i've only seen genius. the first two episodes oh man when they introduced sound blaster pure genius but um yeah so they didn't keep to the original script of the characters but they kept enough for like even like the old school diehards like myself yeah like saying oh like nitpickers well i'm not totally a nitpicker but um they're like it's it still it still worked really well it, it there was not they didn't do so much changes to make someone say oh it's not should be like this and that's like oh wait no i actually like that concept i like how they did this little twist and that but um by seeing this show because they're already talking about doing uh, season two. Because uh, the first season ended with them. Uh, can I say it or no? Not? Don't spoil yeah. the ending. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> That's is what I'm saying. Cliffhanger or not cliffhanger is the only thing you can it, really say. It's it, it's a cliffhanger, but we kind of know where the where they end up. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm imagining that they're gonna try and move it to Earth, like they they do. 
like this war on Cybertron is essentially should be the story of what leads to the the original cartoon that we watch. Okay, exactly. This is what leads up to G one. Okay. This is what leads up to G one, which yeah. I think they're they're already talking about second season. But uh, there was a lot of in depth, like uh, like you saw, like uh, the devastation of Cybertron, the, the ruins, and okay. and they talked about like how. Like um like the intro when they introduced Jetfire, he's a Decepticon, like he yeah. was supposed to be. He wasn't an Autobot. And uh it was just really, really cool. And by seeing that, what I'm actually really hoping they would do, like the creators of this show, I'm actually hoping they would make a prequel to the war of Cybertron. Like make the, the a series based on the rise of Alpha Trion. Yeah, because they talk about him so much in... Oh, he was brought up so much in this series. Yeah, every two seconds in the first two episodes, they keep, like, Optimus keeps talking about, you've betrayed Alpha Trion's legacy, Megatron, and it's just like... <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. Let's talk but about also, that for the 50th really cool time. Is you saw, like, in the Decepticon side, they really showed, like, they weren't evil per se they were like there were it was an uprising from like uh they were like the quote-unquote like slave laborers of cybertron and it all started with like an uprising and all that i would love to always, see a prequel that way but I you, would, i'm actually i would love to see i'm happy that you oh, said man. that because that makes me think i have uh, so that leads directly into what i'm going to talk about which is the uh slade wilson's um deathstroke knights and dragons because I'm tired of the 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 whole like sympathy for the devil story that they they keep throwing at us. Like what? Because they were the slave laborers, it's okay that Megatron is one of the worst people characters ever. That he's okay with murdering people constantly and doesn't give a crap. <laughs> In the but, show, they showed him that he wasn't okay. They did point out he was a total psycho. Yeah, because the original oh, cartoon, he's okay. The original cartoon, he's no. In the original. He's crazy. He he wants to kill everyone. He yeah, doesn't he care is. about anybody. But okay. he's even so crazier. He used, he used, in, he's even crazier he used, in Cybertron, man. <laughs> so he used the movement to sort of like Except, feed, feed his sort of Oh god, uh, and he went okay. you saw how evil he becomes and like it's more towards in the later episodes of the season where you really see the pure evil of him come out like to the point where that's where you're seeing like some of the, like uh, some of the uh, Decepticons that we know that ended up on Team Autobot, when they start like, saying he's out of his fucking mind, we got to get out of here. No, it was really, really well done. I'm actually, I'm actually curious now. I actually kind of no, want to see dude, this it's, yeah, this dude. Show, uh, I've watched the was, first two episodes. I, I put it's, it on it's my fun. reminder list, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Dave. To watch it, yeah, because Dave, watch it when it came we're, out, we're trying to remind Dave that Netflix has an option called <laughs> Reminder. So if you see a preview for something, guess what, guys? You can press the reminder button. What a novel concept. But honestly, we've seen a lot of Transformers like stories and movies based on like the Cybertron War and also yeah. the War on Earth. There was a game too, no? We finally have, because they also talked a lot about how Cybertron used to be a place of, of culture. It had like music and and arts and theater yeah. it's like imagine try, i'm trying to picture like a, a theater being produced by like a bunch of robots on stage i thought they, oh, i yeah. think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> the robots are talking yeah no I, I mean i uh i watch it and i was just like 
I, I uh, so I'm a huge Transformers fan, as you guys know. You see the Transformers behind me. I've always loved Transformers. It's always been one of my favorite. Um, I did have some genuine con- genuine concerns when I was watching it because I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me uh, at first. Uh, mostly because. I, I'm not used to the idea of them trying to rewrite Bumblebee every two seconds. That seems like a weird thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Every version yeah, it took needs me a little while to adapt back to. Yeah, every every time they're doing this, they they really need to make Bumblebee a different character now. And I don't truly understand why Bumblebee has become the focus, other than they made the movie and made him a lovable character. So that's. I was gonna say I was literally was about to say it's the movies that ruined it. Yeah, yeah. I, the Bayverse has set a tone that everyone else kind of has to follow. Uh, the Bayverse, you know, decided that they had to call it the AllSpark because the Matrix movies were there and they didn't want to call it the Matrix of Power. So now it's the AllSpark everywhere. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the Bayverse decided to make Bumblebee this mute, cute little character, a Camaro. That's... I hate the fact that he's mute, by oh the way. My. Is it just me? Yeah, I find that no, so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. stupid. Like, oh, they can't. Anyway. And I have, I had the. Pre- I'm going to tune into a radio station so I can talk to you. <laughs> but, like, the, like, the thing that drives me crazy is they wrote a book that's a prequel to that movie, and I own that book, and I read it, and they explain why he can't speak. And, and then they did this other prequel movie that erases that book. <laughs> They explained it in that prequel movie. Yeah, so they 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 erased their own book, and I'm yeah. mad because I want my money back. <laughs> I bought a book because I thought the book was supposed to be important, and you guys erased it because people didn't like what the like. That's no nah, man, that's not fair. Yeah, it's true. Did the movie I guess take over canon? Yeah, the movie erases the canon of all the other stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and I yeah. hate that they keep doing that. That's unfortunate. But yeah, th- that that's one of the things, uh, you know, as I was saying, this whole thing of sympathy for the devil, like, oh, they were the working class, so it makes sense that they might have revolted and fought back. Okay, I guess. And I, I mean, that makes sense um, if you're like, abusing I guess it's people. the same thing with the Brotherhood, right? I get their motives, but I don't necessarily agree with Magneto's yeah um, like exactly. actions yeah right one yeah. thing i failed to mention too is when they were talking about the uprising it wasn't like decepticons only there was also auto it was a mixture of autobots and decepticons yeah. who uprised it was a combination of both groups okay. but then that faction split in half because crazy took over <laughs> Jesus. yeah it's it, you know not dissimilar not too dissimilar from our reality <laughs> <laughs> no it was a little real it was a i have to admit it was pretty real but Jesus. um uh, yeah, it was it was still a good uh, it was still a good uh, season though. Okay, uh, I do recommend it. Dope. That's man. on my list now. But, but, uh, okay. Uh, I got Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, um, and as you guys heard me say, I I am not for sympathy for the devil. So I'll tell you right now, it's a fun watch for the action, but know this: these are bad writers that are trying to write uh, a really pretty story for a demonic person and it it okay so they're trying to make deathstroke look good or yes in like the most annoying way deathstroke cares about his family deathstroke cares about people deathstroke wants to save the world yeah dude (laughs) yeah what the hell yeah man watching watching it made me so mad because i was just like 
Who are you guys? What's, what's 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 funny about this? This is supposed to be like a prequel, how he grew up, whatever. Right? No, not even. It's Deathstroke being Deathstroke. What? It's not even him right at the beginning. He's been doing it for t- ten years. By the time the the, the, the Wait, hold on. is this is this sanctioned by DC? It's it's a CW <gasps> seed series. Uh, you know how the uh, CW seed does those like series or a movie? I heard it was a movie. It's a series first. You know how they do the CW seed series where it's like ten minute episodes and they give you like 13, 10 minute episodes. Oh, it's like, and then um, Constantine, yeah, yeah. So then they released it as a movie. So all the episodes combine equal this hour and twenty seven minute movie that I watched. And I'll tell you right now, I watched the first two episodes when they originally came out, and then rewatched this whole thing now. The only thing that's worth watching is watching for the fight scenes and watching, you know, like Bronze Tiger versus Slade, dope. Um, Slade versus Lady Shiva, uh, Sh- Lady Shiva, dope fight. Uh, uh, Slade versus, whatchamacallit, um, oh, uh, Slade's wife, Addie, versus Jaguar at the beginning of the movie, even though she gets her ass handed to her, good fight. Like she, she doesn't, dude. At one point, she says, "If you thought this was gonna be easy, you came to the wrong house." And then, like, jumps down and starts kicking his ass. And I'm like, "Yeah," because like, you know, usually you see these villains walk into people's houses. None of them can handle themselves, and they just get whooped and knocked all over the place. She didn't necessarily do the most damage, but she was willing to fight back. And she went into full mama bear mode and was just like, "You're not taking my child." And that was dope to watch. Um, but like all this stuff with like. You know, Ravager's there, but she's, like, still sane, and Slade's never done anything to her, and, dude, I, I mean, no, I shouldn't spoil it, but anyways, if you guys want to watch a story that is completely absent of the origin of a character, watch this, because this is... yeah, I'm yeah. watching the trailer now as we're, as we're speaking, actually. It has nothing to do with who Slade Wilson is as a character in the comic book. It They are trying to redeem him for some odd reason. I don't know why. He is not a good person. He is a mercenary who goes around killing people. Dude, I won't even... This isn't even a spoiler. First fight in the in the, the movie, he, he, he bullies his way into a general's uh, stronghold. He goes to the general... And the general is just like, oh, the president sent you. And he's just like, yes, the president doesn't necessarily like a coup. And they have this stupid exchange. And then Slade's just like, but I bring this. And he pulls a bag and the president's head is in the bag. And the general's just like, what? Like, if the president sent you, why did you bring me his head? And he's just like, the president was a monster. He mistreated the people. He was living a fat life. I'm like, who cares? You're not this guy. You're not this. Why are you doing this? Like, I was watching that. You did a good thing, but you're not this guy. Yeah, but dude, I watched that scene and I was just like, in my head, I was like, okay, what's the trick? What's he going to do? Is he going to rock? Nothing. He doesn't do anything. He just tells the guy, you have to do better or I come back. And then the guy turns around and still tries to kill him. He calls his soldiers in to shoot at him. Slade kills the soldiers, looks at the guy and says, there's still the thing about my payment. And the guy's just like, I'm happy to pay it. And that's the scene. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You're going to pay him after all this? So what, he's Deadpool now? Right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying, though. It's it's that mentality. It's that, that, that approach of like, oh, 
I I I'm I'm kind of crazy, but I'm I'm kind of still a good guy. I murder everybody, but you know I do it for the right reasons. No, Slade, fuck off. Like I'm that. Just watching a trailer and it says never give a, a paid killer a reason to work for free. Oh that my is God. <sighs> the that animation. Is the animation doesn't look very good though. I'm not gonna lie. The animation is the usual stuff that they've been doing on CW Seed, so I can't really be mad at that. Uh, Okay. There's yeah, one thing that's like it doesn't look like those DC. Yeah, no, uh, it's not. It's not. Okay. No, it's a little cheaper. Uh, there's like a there's like a texture to the animation that I found. Yeah. Weird. I was like, why is there a texture to like over? It's almost like they did the animation and then put like a plastic over it's it. Like it's like it's like Sp- Ultimate Spider-Man mixed with Archer. Yeah. Like that's the best okay. way I can I okay. can I can describe it. It's not. Yeah. Like the 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 animation in the foreground almost has like a like a cutout look. To yeah, it. yeah, I can yeah, see that. yeah. But that's it, you know. So I'm telling people, like you know, and we've talked about this on that's canon. We did the episode where we we talked about um, uh, White Knights, the Joker story, which, but right. that's a good way to do a sympathy for the devil story because mm-hmm. in the end. The, the, he's, he's still the devil you you realize that yeah. no he's still a broken person but this yeah. there is no moment where they make it seem like Slade is actually or he's evil but he's evil for what he thinks are the right reasons and at no mm-hmm. point do they make it known that he's actually doing the wrong thing like like, there, like you said that the tagline there's a scene in it where like these guys kidnapped a group of girls and that's why that's when he says something he's just like i would have done this one for free and he goes in and he kills uh, everybody and he saves the girls and i'm just like slade cared about slave labor like what are you talking he's not this guy he, 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 yeah i know and, and what he would have done is gone to the other side and be like hey i'll free these people for a fee yes. or like you know like he would have yes. done something for himself there's there's been no redeemable quality his yep. own freaking kids bro dude this guy doesn't care about. He so took Rose's to eye. Story? He took Rose's eye. That's, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he doesn't do that in this one. In this one, <laughs> he loves Rose. He gives her an eye. It's like Rose. <laughs> he's all like, he like he he cares about Rose, and I'm like, like I remember the scene where they show Stop him it. caring about Rose, and I'm like, okay, they've lost me. This is everything, and I, you know. At first, I started watching it, and I watched it at regular speed. And as it progressed, I sped it up to 1.5 because I was like, I just want to watch this to watch this. I don't want to – because I was like – I was so mad at what they were doing. I was like, you're not getting regular speed from me today. How would you compare (laughs) the Slade Wilson to that compared to the Slade Wilson in the Arrowverse? Uh, What's it? Manu's version? Yeah. I mean – Arrow. Cause doesn't he end up like working with them and like? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like uh, this good guy approach too. I, I'm starting to. Th- I feel like they started kind of like copied it from that because they no, kind of uh, made him like this. No, 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 no. Eventually, eventually. Because that version was still a evil person to begin with, and tries he start to- off really evil. Yes. Yeah, and he tries to become. This one is Slade is a soldier. He gets the drugs. He gets, uh, he goes out and becomes a mercenary because the military didn't realize the drug they gave him worked. So he's just like, well, I don't have to serve the military anymore. I'll just do this on the DL. No one will know. Hey, Wintergreen, you want to work with me? Sure, let's go save the world. And him and Wintergreen lock arms and skip together as they save all the little <laughs> children. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck am I watching? <laughs> 
Meanwhile, the one in your oh, universe man. still had the Rose who was crazy. Like he still did a lot of nasty stuff. This one, he really thinks he's a hero. He he really this thinks not, this is not canon though. No, I hope not. Because it's because it, it's a DC Better original. It it's, it's labeled under DC original. And I think DC originals aren't uh, canon. Oh, is it okay? Because when I looked it up, it said CW seed. So I was just like, okay, okay. I yeah, assume yeah, anything so. from CW seed is just a bunch of doo doo. A, a one off. Yeah, I mean, I would hope I would hope this never be. I, but I don't you know, like that I, I actually I agree with you. I don't like when you try to change yeah. the evil in a character no. by make by trying to sell them as someone else versus telling an original story about another villain. Yeah, right. Like you know, Venom. Yeah. Venom's a fun movie, but do I want yeah. Venom to be a hero? No, I want Venom to be the guy who eats people. Just because Venom you have anti-hero. Him- Venom is the hero, but he just also eats people. No, but that's oh, he's an anti-hero. But he, that that's now. I want o, like don't give me movies of Venom now. I want OG Venom first. Give yeah. me the the monster. Yeah, so wouldn't you have a problem with the Venom movie then? Because Venom movie was kind of like that, right? Yeah, I do. I like the Venom movie, but I'm also I am annoyed that that's the version we got. Okay. Like I'm not gonna. I mean, say- it makes, but this version that version makes sense considering the kind yeah. of person he was. Yes. Right, and, and they couldn't the have itself. Spider-Man, so they're like, "Well, we can't make him a villain. We can't just do a movie about a murdering monster." You can. Yeah. You could have made like Venom a horror. <laughs> you could have made Venom a horror movie. Would have been amazing, yeah. dude. Make that like a horror it? Oh yeah, it wasn't rated R eventually. No. Right? They brought it down. Yeah, that's like if you that's a really good idea though that they should have made it rated. They should have made it a horror film. You're right. Yo, should've. if, if you made yo. Let I don't like series start writing for them. Guys, I don't like horror, and I would have seen a Venom horror movie. Yeah, I would have. Of course, you want to see a new Mutants horror movie. Yeah, you? exactly. I would watch it. <laughs> no. It's never coming to pass, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, it's oh, coming out. Uh, yo. It's coming out. Um, do you want to stay Sorry. for geek news? I know Dave wanted to talk uh, about something, but we... Because we only have 15 minutes left and we have quite a bit yeah, of exactly. geek news. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, cool. I could do a few more minutes. I could do a few okay. minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, kids, we're, we're going to be jumping into it right now, right here. Geek news and rumors. Uh, this one I wanted to do first. Toby, you got to tell me what you think. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson uh, is buying the XFL with partners. So little title. Yeah. <laughs> with, partners. with partners. With partners. Uh, their company. Yeah. Oh, uh, seven bucks. Or whatever. <laughs> Guys. Um, okay. I find it hilarious how much you're okay. buying it for. Couple of yeah, pounds. yeah, fifteen that, million. That, that is crazy. That <laughs> Yo, is crazy. how much Vince McMahon put in this company? That is rude, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's that's crazy. That's... Put like hundreds of millions in this. Do you realize? 15. Do you realize that some of the athletes in the professional leagues get paid like? We could have bought the league themselves and <laughs> left. <laughs> they could have they bought themselves a, an entire a year, league a year, with a year's salary. Yes. That is yeah, that's, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy that's a crazy deal i think if there's anyone that could possibly make this work and draw an audience it's yeah. the rock yeah um because I of the so sort too. of outlandish uh titans wwe football don't forget ballers to it ballers <laughs> yeah. right this is real life <laughs> ballers, ballers right ballers, here. Man. Yeah. I, yeah i feel what really happened for this one is i don't think necessarily vince mcmahon was doing anything wrong i just think he made his investment but then because of covid yeah oh it was blowing up again by the way yeah people were excited was doing really well before covid yeah yeah people were excited like it was doing really really well then covid happened so everything had to stop and it's just a matter of like well 
now we can't do anything, so we have to it's close just, up shop. This is a, this bad, is a failure. And like Rock is like, bad luck. Um, but I it's legit just bad luck. Like, and I'll just wait. But I don't understand imagine, something. Imagine trying to start a business and both times, yeah, the economy was not having it, even though it's a really good idea, and you know it's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, that that must hurt <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I got a great why, idea. Why Let's get a bunch of guys in football time. gear who don't know how to play football and make them play football. <laughs> and, and dramatize it. Just <laughs> and dramatize it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> hey, man, but WWE formula. When, 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 they you when they did it. Clothesline and suplex people. When they did it the first it. run, <laughs> when they did it the first run, they did so much, so well with some of the action shots that the NFL brought a whole bunch of that stuff over. Yeah, yeah, like all the camera so work and stuff. Even how they filmed it, mics and the helmets. Yeah, that's all XFL Dude, stuff. So that was XFL. Yeah, I mean that's, that's impressive. Why, that's, that's why I don't feel bad that you know Vince McMahon lost it. But, but I don't I just okay. think it sucks. One thing I don't understand is why, how, like, if The Rock could buy it for fifteen million, and Vince and everyone else he had on his side were invested and lost tons of money, why not keep it and just try and? Built, bring it back up like it went you gotta bankrupt. know what you gotta know what to cut cut it loose bro I they've think already sucked, they've right sunk, they've no, sunk way no. more into it they've sunk way more into it than they i think they probably reached their limit yeah it i also happens, think man. vince right now is slowly trying to retire from everything i've been reading a lot of posts and rumors about who's next in line to take over wwe isn't it stephanie i, I uh it, it was between well, I don't know. They they said it was uh, Triple H, uh, which was Stephanie. Uh, was, uh, Shane, they just brought Shane back again yesterday, uh, this week on Raw. So he just made an appearance again. Uh, he's been MIA for the past like six months. Yeah, but he's not going to give it to Shane. He doesn't even respect no, Shane. He's not going to Shane. But he doesn't respect his son. <laughs> creative control of NXT right now is all through uh, Paul Levesque at Triple H. Yeah, and NXT's ratings are are much higher than any Raw or SmackDown. And if he was smart, he'd probably tr- he would actually probably give he would give creative control to Triple H. Yeah, for Ron SmackDown. You can't, you can't you can't take the business away from your family. Yeah, he's a, uh, when you're saying he's tri- married in them. But, yeah, but when, no, Stephanie. no, for sure. But, but he's when, not blood. Yeah, when you're saying tri- when you're saying Triple H, I'm just hearing Stephanie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not hearing like he might let Triple H do the stories and like exactly. control that side, but Stephanie is going to be the McMahon in the. Yeah. She it, she she's got the game. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. the game, and she plays the game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh lord, hey-o. lord have mercy. <laughs> but can can you ever really play the game though? You know what I mean. Let's get Stephanie on the phone and no, ask. It's, it's going to be simple. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie them, McMahon on the line. Stephanie, and then he'll be president. That's all. Yeah, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, congrats to the Rock, man. Yeah, you bought hopefully, yourself hopefully. a league, not even a team. This man bought a, a league. league. <laughs> a league for fifty minutes. God that's damn! Like, you know what was fun when I was taping Ballers? I do that again. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know who has a league? I wonder how much it cost uh, Ice Cube to start up the three on three. I know, yeah, Big Three. I was and yeah. Big Three signed a deal with CBS right before the pandemic. So like these yeah, small, man. these smaller leagues are making moves. Like yeah, they will. They will be the next thing. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, about, it's about time the big sports leagues got undercut and there's just yeah. so many issues. Yeah, it's it's about yeah. time. 
Uh, what else do we got? Warren Ellis has completed work on the upcoming season of Castlevania, but he will not be back for future. Uh, we were speaking about Comic Gate before. Ellis, you know, one of the one of the people that's being asked to you just move aside, buddy. Just get out of here. We they don't want you. You're, you're not. You're, it's the old guard. There's like a there's like a nature of old guard in the comic book industry that just step down, move yeah. on. It's not the way it used to be. People are people are speaking up. They're seeing that they can have their 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 pride and their self-respect and not, you know, have to kowtow to people who have strength. Cuz that's a, that's the other thing. I was reading articles recently about the comic book industry and, you know, it's 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 a game of freelance and gatekeepers. For sure. And and the gatekeepers of unfortunately abusing their power in some cases and like it's crazy because all the freelancers are saying like it's not everyone there's a lot of amazing wonderful people in comic books but then there's just some people who are just running amok being the most disgusting and disrespectful people and trying all the nastiest things to abuse their power and i don't see like i know power corrupts but God, for God's sakes, it's comic book, guys. You're writing. I wonder. I wonder. Like, are they talking anonymously, or is this like vocal? Are they vocal about? Oh this? no, people are being vocal now. Like, there, there's a like, there's a movement that's like, the old guard was being disrespectful. They were being cruel, cruel to you know people of color, women. There was like a whole like like underbelly of disrespect in the industry, and that needs to be pushed out. Um, and I think that's what's happening. Uh, you know. And it sucks that uh, these people were even there in the first place, but it was a boys club. I think it would be interesting. It would be interesting to actually like talk to people in that, uh, like in that industry specifically. Yeah. And really well, get there. I can, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a few people that I can reach out to that. I, I'd love to, I, uh, we can try and get them on the show and have that discussion. Yeah, I and have, what their thoughts. I are. have one. Uh, I think I had him at us recently. Adam Gorham. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a cartoonist. He's done a bunch. He's he, he's really good, actually. Dope. Um, yeah, we probably get you guys uh, Richard Comley. Oh yeah, dude, we should we should we should have a panel. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, I I think that you know, bye, and you know, Netflix's Castlevania yeah, will bye. move on, and it'll be it'll be dope. Uh, but that just out of curiosity, not to like get away from that point, but it's what Castle? It's season three that. He's out? yeah. Whatever the last season is, he worked on, but he's not coming back for future seasons. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, uh, to Toby, since you're here, the new Marvel Avengers game will have uh, featured Spider-Man exclusive on the PS version. So people are really oh, pissed. Uh, I guess Spider-Man is Sony. PS4 so there's yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who are really upset about this. I'm not a gamer. You guys are more into the gaming. So I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> Is it that big of a like? This is something that's been done regularly. Why are people so upset about this one over previous times that exclusivity has been put in? Like, I don't because get... if there was if there was ever a chance the Marvel game is going to be on all platforms, if there was ever a chance for all those guys to finally get their hands on Spider Man, this was it. Uh, and the yeah. fact that they're not getting it makes them a little angry, and I understand that. But this just means get off your shitty platforms and come to PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be the title. That might have. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm actually pumped for this one. The last Spider-Man game was really good. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is that it's not the the faces of the actors, right? Which is that an issue? Do you think that's a problem? I think my issue with it is the fact that they're trying too hard to almost be, like you know, yeah, you know if that you're gonna change it, change yeah. it, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, you yeah. know that picture of friend, like the almost friends, that meme that was going around where it's just like, yes. this guy kind of looks like Chandler, kind of looks like Joey. Yeah. And they're like, almost friends. This looks like almost Marvel Avengers. Like every yeah. time I look yeah. at him, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing, right? So much so that it looks way more like a knockoff than if you change the characters completely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, gameplay, game quality is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it looks good from the trailers I've seen, so. But the one thing I don't like, I won't lie, I've never liked, I've never liked that there's, that a system has character exclusives. I always thought it should have been, if you buy the game, you get this character, mm. like example, let's say uh, Xbox would get Wolverine. I'm just making that up. Yeah. Yeah. If you get PlayStation, you automatically get Spider-Man, but you'd have to buy Wolverine. That's how I find it should be. Why? And if you are if you're on Xbox, you get Wolverine right away, but you'd have to buy Spider-Man as DLC content. Yeah, okay. but here's the here's the thing with the properties, right? Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah, they can but, do it with Spider-Man as they please. Yeah, but I see what Dave's saying though. I understand because there's profit to be made. Like Dave's not wrong. If you're playing the game and you're trying to make as much money as possible, you tell people if you have a PS, if you have a PlayStation, bong homie, you get the character. But then you broker a deal with Square Enix and Sony's brokers a deal so that they're like, okay, we'll let you put Spider-Man in the Xbox and the PC version, but we get a cut from the DLC of that when yeah, exactly. Spider gets... That's money. Why would you not do that? Because That's you money. know they're going to pimp out their it. PlayStation too, right? They're going to come out with an exclusive PS for yeah. uh, the, Spider the Avengers and all that. So they're already going to be making hey, mad man. money. P it's just PS5, PS5 is coming out just now. This yeah, year, it's going to have like, the Avengers Microsoft like, move. Do you think people care that much about this game specifically that they'd be like, I really want to play Spider-Man that bad. I'm willing to get a PS. Because at that point, get the PS and play the other Spider-Man game. You know, yes, if you'd ask me, if you'd different. ask me, if you'd ask me in middle mid of February, I'd be like, no, yeah. but people have nothing else to care about. <laughs> so it's <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's, I think that it's adds, also the fact that too different of a character. Like game won't like Play as Don't a play. playable character, he's too different by web slinging versus uh, walking. So dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's different. Now, let's say he, it, let's say it was somebody else. Like you get to be a rogue or something or something like that. Yeah. Who cares? Because you're you, the things that you're doing, other characters can do. But by being Spider Man, it's completely different. I mean, Spider Man the... is is uses environment a lot more than others. Yeah. It just makes it. It just adds a different dynamic as a character. Yeah. I'm wondering how much they're going to change it when like because like having Spider-Man is a completely different gameplay like the mechanics mm -hmm. for Spider-Man versus everyone else you can play with is so different. I don't see like you're aren't you essentially building a whole other version of how he interacts with the surroundings? Yeah, just so it, with every game they do change like depends on what they need him for or depends yeah. on what kind of game it is like we've had those uh those street fighter versus marvel games where yeah. he only moves from side to side right yeah. it just depends on the actual kind of gameplay and i think these are going to be like um you know uh, what's it called 
not to compare it to those 2D games, but like Contra, like to the, you know how you have those levels where you need a certain yeah. character to complete it. Okay. So he's yeah. not probably, you probably can't use Spider-Man for the whole game or Black Widow for the whole game, but certain portions of the game uh, requires a certain character to complete okay. it. So it's like Marvel's, M- Marvel's uh, like Lego's Marvel's Avengers, where like Pro- Pro- you could use, yeah, you could use Spider-Man or Mr. Fantastic for certain things because Spider-Man exactly. could use the web or Mr. Fantastic could stretch and grab it. I yeah, love those Lego games. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Because you're right. It would it would take a whole different sort of like game logic to yeah. get like him to maneuver the way he's used to maneuvering in his own games, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so hmm. we're talking about him like he's a real person. I mean, he is, guys. <laughs> Spider-Man's a real person to us. He's in all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Mulan dropping on. Oh, yeah. This is one that I feel like Toby, you want to. Mulan dropping on Disney Plus VOD for thirty. Um, but is thirty is you have to buy Disney Plus and pay thirty dollars to see this movie? Yes, of course, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the, uh, what do you mean? How well, else do you get? But it? So, so did, my question to you is this: I would like. Yeah. Okay, you you have all these free movies on. Well, sorry, you you rent the streaming service, right? You pay. You yes, you subscribe. You, you subscribe Why to the streaming service. Not wait until this finally became one of the free movies. It won't. Yeah, they're gonna. They're not for not for not for another like three months. Yeah, not for another. Yeah, like a while, a year maybe even. Who knows? I would wait a year. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Let's rewind. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Let's say it's not Mulan. As much as the CEO said he's not doing with Black Widow. Let's say it's Black Widow. I would wait a year. No, I have okay. to agree with Dave. Fine, let's say it's what? a movie. Let's say it's a yeah. movie you actually want if to it, see. If it was like Affinity, okay, guys, maybe not. Guys, okay, guys, like yes. How much, how much? How much is a movie ticket right now? I know, right? I don't know what these guys are talking about. But this, 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 this IMAX, IMAX, IMAX. Hold on. No, IMAX. Yes, thank you. Is what? How much is an IMAX? Stop putting in any IMAX theaters. And now you're asking to pay forty-five. You're practically you're practically paying forty percent more. To have it almost immediately in the comfort of yes. your own home. I don't want it in the comfort of my own no, home. No, well, rewind, rewind. <laughs> Toby, Toby, hold on, Toby. It's, it's, it's either that or nothing. Toby, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Dave, Avengers Endgame. Instead of coming out when it came out, a pandemic hits. None of us can see it. We, we've been waiting for the final movie this entire time. The theaters are all shut down. We're now told, guys... We want you guys to see this movie. Thirty dollars Disney Plus. You're telling me you're gonna wait a year? Stop it, bro. Okay, here, here. Stop it. I'll, no, I'll answer, answer the question. I'll answer, answer. I'll answer yeah. honestly. I'll answer honestly. Yeah. Endgame, no. I what? Would pay okay, for it. that's it. However, that's it. No, 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 no. I because this. No, no. Imagine this though. No, no, no. I just needed you to understand why someone would do it. No, no, no. But Dave, 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 I'm not. No, 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 Dave. The start and not the end. I would, I would wait. I would wait. Okay. Not the, not the point. Not the point. Not the point. The point is. If there was a property you cared about enough, would you pay? The answer is yes. That's all Disney needs to know. Yeah. They just need to know. And and, and, and I'm sorry. I I feel like. No, Dave, it doesn't matter. It's a movie you want to see. It's a property you want to see. It doesn't matter to them. But here's 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 where your logic fails, though, Dave. If you're willing to wait a year, if you're willing to wait a year for Black Widow, what's after Black Widow? 
The Eternals. Yes. What's after the Eternals? Okay. You're gonna miss out on every. Yeah, everything gets delayed. Story. No, I'm just starting it's, it's, late compared to everyone else. Get the hell, dude! It's okay. gonna be all over the place. But that's what I'm saying. There's no way, Toby. That's what I'm saying. Did, fifty bucks for a movie, dude. Dave, the point. It, it won't be. It won't be fifty. It won't. It won't be. It won't be. It won't be fifty here. It won't be fifty Canadian. It won't be fifty Canadian. Yeah. So it's gonna be relative to your location. Trust yeah. Me. No, but I'm, all I'm saying is that. $30 is more than if I want to go out and buy a Disney movie on Blu-ray, now Blu-ray like two months no, later. No, that's that's like how that. much a movie costs when they first come out. They're 30 bucks. But then you could easily wait a month or so and then go to the store and buy it for cheaper than $30. But, but, what if you, ridiculous. but you weren't willing to wait for Endgame. But again, you weren't willing to wait for Endgame. I would have waited for Endgame. You would have waited. You're telling me you would have waited for Endgame. Okay, you are bullshitting right now. You're, like, you're crazy, bro. <laughs> I, I I am stir crazy in my house. I'm Kevin. I, I personally I personally feel like 30 bucks is a lot. We talked about this last yeah. episode, literally. Yes. That's why we always feel like they listen to us. Seriously. It's always, always, always follows the conversation. Because I said 30 we, bucks. You said thirty, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I I said about I said twenty nineteen yes. ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Said twenty five. Yeah. So we're, we were hovering that general vicinity. Yeah. I didn't expect thirty. I actually thought maybe they'd go twenty five. The reason um, I said thirty is because in my head, if I'm Disney, if people are willing to pay twenty five, which is what I'm expecting, I can I'll get a it. little bit. Yeah, exactly. Can I push it to thirty? Can I? Yeah. Okay. Let's make it thirty and make the extra five dollars per head. I can't fault I'm... them, man. Fault no. the current situation. Yeah, unfortunately, and if it I'll backfires on them, it backfires. They'll 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 bring the price down based on yes. reaction. Yes. So if people I really love, do have a problem with it, they'll bring Disney it down. Disney says that this isn't going to be the norm. It's full of shit. <laughs> well, you thirty is hope, way you too high. Have, you want to have hope? Thirty is too high. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Here's the thing: in any negotiation where you want more money, are you not going to actually say, "Hey, I'm exactly. coming in hot"? Yeah, they're gonna well, come. They don't want to. They don't want a low ball right up. Always the bat. go for top dollar. That's <laughs> exactly. That's, exactly. That's the business that's way. Exactly. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's what guys. Would. Disney is a business. That's <laughs> precisely. <laughs> I like exactly that you say it. go the business way. It's like yes, Disney's a business. That's the point. They know that's they the have point. the product, guys. Disney is dealing out movies like crack cocaine, and we are all addicts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That is what it is. See that? I'm feeding it, man. <laughs> I'm drinking their Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely uh 30 is steep. I still stand by that. If they bring it down to 25 or less, I'll, I'm definitely doing it. At 25. Okay. US and, and, okay. Oh, 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 and here's the thing, boys. Here's the thing. It's 30 bucks, but normally you would go and pay that with you and your partner. Yeah, exactly. But it's 30 bucks for a household now. Yes. That's something you're not factoring in. That's not fair. So that so, so you're D- Dave. So you're like actually. Oh, 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 Dave. Thank you. Whoa, wait, De- whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Devin. You, guys, guys. Devin. Let Devin talk Toby, take right, this one. Because I have two kids at home. Exactly. So me going to theaters is we're it's four. It's cheap for you now. 
Right? For me, that's actually a savings. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I knew I knew something would come after a while of discussing this. There we this go. Is why, this is why it costs 30 Thank you. It's a single household. There you go. $30. And, so, and, 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 so for, for, and for us, day, it's worth it at 30 because it, for me to bring to a theater, we're looking at like 60-something bucks easily. That's, yeah, that's exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, you know what you can do now? You can legit buy it, have your kids and their friends over, and now you have a party of 60 people watching a $30 And charge movie. them all 5 bucks at Head when oh they my come God. and make sure they bring popcorn. Yeah. They, they bring their own it's popcorn. It's BYO everything. BYOP, son. But yeah, guys. Come to my house, five dollar. That, that, that's the thing. Yeah, Dave. But... Trust me. Trust me, Dave. This is it. If you go on dates, this is a savings for you, brother. You know, I'm gonna start a new business venture with this now. Charge people to come over. I'll rent all these movies. But that's what I'm saying. Like the other hey. thing. The other thing is people are gonna be sharing the accounts. So you pay thirty dollars. Thirty dollars usually gives you what. 24 to 48 hours to watch the movie. I think, it, I think it's 48 to 72. I mean, if I'm not okay, it's so not, you it's not just 24. So you know, you don't even get it for the month. That's rough. Oh, Jesus. No, you're, you're I'm sorry. POV or, Thank you. Or VOD. No, sorry, no, not no, POV. No, 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 no. Do you ever order point of view? Dave, do you order pay per view? Have you ever ordered a pay per view, Dave? Like 10 years ago. Okay. And how much did the pay per view cost you? But yeah, but it was it was for like a specific event, like UFC or something. That's Wait, different. Okay, did you just watch? VO, that's why I said VOD. Yeah, did VOD, you just you watch it for like three days? Well, did no, you just watch something from WrestleMania? If you were to rent a, a movie off of that, you'd have it for either a week or a month. Back in no, Wait, back sorry, in no man, won. never, no, never. dude. I oh, want to live I used in to Dave's write house all the time. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Dave's <laughs> house. I think, I think, I think my dad Dave's... has the legal box. This confirms to me now, after all those conversations we've had, I've been investigating you, Dave. This, confer- <laughs> this confirms to me you're from a different timeline. You've, been, you've infiltrated ours. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. From an alternate this. universe. I love it. Oh my god. I love I'm it. Definitely uh, not- <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to Lee J who's been just dropping comments on the YouTube. Oh um, my gosh. What's Lee J saying? He's just talking about all the stuff we were talking about. AEW, XFL is gonna flourish under the rock. He's team Sony. I respect it and yes, I appreciate all this yes. stuff and and yeah man Dave at the end of the day dude I, I get what you're saying like I understand there's a lot of people who, who don't like the idea that you pay for a subscription and then you have to pay more but at the same time that's the same thing that Amazon's been doing yeah, this whole exactly. time Amazon Everyone Prime I'm not saying they're better bro no I know <laughs> I'm just saying Disney is following a model that's been working and other people have been making money off of and Disney's yes. not going to look at this situation where they can't and also they are really releasing the movie theatrically in other cities they just can't yeah, exactly. do it and netflix has been doing that netflix has been buying movies in north america and then uh buying north american releases and releasing them on netflix in japan and all this stuff yeah. uh what's the movie with ryan reynolds and samuel jackson that was out Bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie was released as a netflix exclusive in japan and that's how i saw it i watched the japanese oh. version of it that's crazy. It's actually pretty what, good. What was that called again? Bodyguards, uh, friend, uh, safe house. Hitman's body, the Hitman's yeah, bodyguard. Hitman's bodyguard. Ah, right. Okay. But yeah, man. I keep, I keep, I keep mistaking it for another one with Ryan Reynolds where he's also a bodyguard or 
No, yeah. second, safe house. The second one coming where they're gonna do it for the wife. No, no. It's but you're talking about safe house. Samuel. No, it's him and it's safe Denzel. House. Him and yeah. Denzel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is also that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same fucking movie, dude. It's same movie. Yeah. It's just yeah. One <laughs> of them's comedic movie. and one of them was serious. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, this was also pretty good, though. Yeah, see, yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah. can do pretty decent when he wants to be a serious actor. Yeah, like yeah. Selfless I wasn't that Reynolds bad of a movie. A very large range. Yeah, very large range. He does hundred percent. You guys ever see he that movie where he is a cl- where he's a clone? Is it Selfless? Is that what you're talking about? That's the one I. Yeah, would... yeah. I like Selfless. I thought that was well done. Selfless is good. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's yeah, really good. I think it's on it Netflix. was. Yeah, it was on Netflix. That's where I saw it. Uh, what movie is his that was just weird? Was Nine? It was weird. Nine. Nine. I don't think I know that one. I think it was nine. It was, it was him having like reincarnations of himself throughout the movie, and it was just weird. Oh, interesting. And like his okay. reincarnation started remembering the other lives. It's it's it's, it's an odd story. Huh. Nine. Are you sure you're not talking about selfless? That, that really does sound close. like selfless. No, no, no. It's like, <laughs> let me read before. Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. Okay. Talk about uh, the last time. thing we have okay. here, Ren and Stimpy show is being revived at Comedy Central. Uh, so to all you kids out there who are like, because Ren and Stimpy is like is like the the grandfather of a whole style of comedy cartoons that are out right now. That kind of over yeah. the top. Like it was one thing that kids liked fart jokes, but Ren and Stimpy took that shit to like a whole other level. Um, so the fact that they're bringing it back is very interesting in this day and age. I'm wondering what that's going to mean, but we'll see. So uh, shout out to those guys for coming back. Um, one last thing we wanted to get Devin, you want to fill us in once again, you want to give people the rundown of what's going to be going on on August 29th. Yeah, okay, uh, last time, uh, it's the uh, Geek It Scavenger Hunt uh, taking place at Meltdown, uh, starting point, 1 p.m., August 29th. Uh, to register, it's free to join in, it's free to play. It's uh, all ages, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a novice, beginner, experts, it's it's meant for fun for everybody. Uh, you'd have to go to the Hunt uh, Geek It Hunt Facebook page to yep. register. Uh, and right now, the last time I checked, which was yesterday, there was only 70 spots left crazy uh i sent you the link uh i couldn't figure out how to do it on this day that's so okay, i man. sent it to you uh, we're gonna we're, chat there. yeah we're gonna put it in the in the episode <clears throat> info so people will be able yeah. to have it so basically if you want a, a chance to get outdoors and uh have some fun and and also being physically distant too with all the precautions in place yeah uh we have all that uh we have all that set up uh it should be a day of fun and enjoying uh parts of the city yeah well I mean, that's dope dude i look forward to it um Hopefully, you know what? I I'll do my best to see if I, if it's something I can do. But uh, like I said, I don't know about being able to because I'm I'm gonna be back in the office like the two days after that, and I'm already just like that's a whole other freaky conversation going back to work. Yeah. But if I do get my hazmat suit, I'll be able to go to that and then go to work. So it'll be fine. <laughs> but this is something that we hope to bring back also. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. Yeah, this uh, is uh, uh, this is our trial run, and yeah. already it's been a pretty positive. Uh, uh, we got pretty positive feedback and reaction from it so far. Dope. The fact that we're, we filled up so many spaces already is, is amazing. So um, during this whole time, since uh, we can't do any conventions, might as well do something in between. We adapt. Yeah, man. That's 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 the game. This, that's this, the name is of the what, game. this is what the, happens, right? You just got to innovate and find ways to creative to uh, to get through things. And I like that you guys are taking this initiative. Yeah, if, it also, you, it can see other, uh, you can check out other things that we got going on, too, if you visit the uh, Geek It uh, Facebook page. We even have – oh, one thing we I think we forgot to mention was our online marketplace. Oh, yeah. 
meant uh, for all like uh, exhibitors, vendors, anyone selling uh, stuff in the the the, the pop uh, geek culture too. So it's like a, it's like an Etsy for geeks. So <laughs> Geek it has a Geek it has a website, right? Yeah, it's www.geekitcon.com. Mong, there you go. Uh, Dave, did you did you find the name of the movie you were looking for? The Nines. The Nines. The Nines. I never, I never heard, heard of, of that. This. Okay. Are you sure this is from our timeline? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another really good. Another really good one. Our universe. Chaos yeah. <laughs> Dave's not even from this timeline or universe. Dave's not home, man. <laughs> Sorry, not go ahead, here. Dave. That's the end. <laughs> Dave's from the timeline where the nines and there's also another really good one called um, chaos theory, which is him getting into divorce and losing his mind. It's hilarious. It's dark comedy, but it's hilarious. I just want to see free guy. I really, that like, I'm so that's one movie that I was just like, I'm really looking forward to this. It feels like an original concept or I guess a take on an, on an idea. Cause they, they have done gamers I mean, the idea with, that with NPC characters, yeah, with the NPC characters were not you don't communicate with them. Yeah, like, uh, have we yeah. ever had a game where the NPCs become self-aware and start running amok? Like, I I can't think of one. I mean, other than reboots, uh, what's it called? But reboot the is smashing, like they're still smashing in... guy. A smashing guy. Smashing oh, of Racket Ralph. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? How you smashing made that connection guy. from the smashing guy is amazing. No, I, I understood. I knew what he was saying. I knew what he was saying. Smashing guy, Rick and Ralph. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Oh, That's man. dope. Um. But yeah, yeah. I I like this NPC idea. I like this like a self-aware NPCs. It's not done yeah, as too. much. That's one of the things, right? We always talk about how five thousand years of telling stories. You're gonna repeat we're down we get it but the idea that you can always change stories just a little bit or as we evolve and technology comes into play we can tell stories about things that didn't exist and i feel like npcs never existed before so now you can tell more stories with that kind of uh background and it seems that seems dope to me yeah uh guys that's the whole show that's it man that that, it was a fun one Thanks for letting me hop in. Uh, yeah, eighty <laughs> percent yeah. of the way. Hey man, it was fun. It was fine. Uh, I came home to grab to grab some reading materials. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, that's a that's a he's bringing a stack, folks. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, also, guys, you know, we hey, talked about your mouth. We talked about comic books for quite a bit at one point in the show, and I just want to remind people: support your local shops. Uh, you know, sure. if if you have a if you have a pull list, uh, consider reaching out to them, seeing if you can put money down on your pull list. Keep supporting them. I mean, hey, you can even go into the stores now. That we're not, you know, just social distance, be safe. But you can go pick up your comics. So you know, su- support your local shops because the comic book industry is is creating so much new and interesting content that is then being turned into movies that we all get to enjoy. Uh, they they are true. feeding a lot, you know, it, books, comic books. Um, this was the first year where books outsold comic books, like physical. Um, and, and that's only because, you know, things have been a little crazy, but yeah. previous years, no, that comic makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. People can go in. Yeah, exactly. And some, places, and some comic book shops actually do delivery services too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys feel safer getting it delivered, do that too. But uh, support your local shops. 
uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, th- that's the whole show. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Devin, once again for coming through. Nerdstock, folks. And uh, Devin, what's the website so that people can go check out all your stuff? Actually, if you want to find out everything Nerdstock related, it's uh, shanksevents.ca. Okay, I'll can you spell send that? You the for... link for that too. Can and you spell it out for people? Everything. Pardon me. Can you spell that out for people? Yeah, S H A N K S events with an S dot C A. Bong. That's it, guys. That's so, the whole show. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Peace. Cheers, boys. Be safe. Later, guys.